0: Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast. I've got time with Sherry and Shaquayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and healing to become aligned with the best version of ourselves. Okay. <laughs> we love, <like>, baby. <laughs> and good <Bianca> boys. <laughs> I am so excited to be here today. Like, honestly, I feel so blessed. I feel just grateful and happy and i haven't had a moment like this in a long time like how you feeling today
1: i feel good um i feel open to emotion
0: yeah but not too much not too much not too much honestly i have been crying like all week but like i'm not a crier but i am becoming a crier and Mm -hmm. i'm allowing myself to be this new version of myself that's like more vulnerable and um in present with my emotions how i'm feeling them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like sometimes you do be having those moments where it's like oh yeah i really am sad i need to cry but like lately i've just been feeling crying i'm just so happy so abundant like
1: yeah you know
0: last week i opened up on the episode and i told you all about what was going on with my health and everything and honestly. This last three weeks have been so transformational and, like, spiritual for me and deep as fuck. Like, I couldn't even begin to tell you or share with you, like, how transformative that time, this time has been for me. Like, I'm in in a whole new space right now, like... Love that for you. Yeah, I love it too. It's exciting and... Really fun. <clears throat> Is there anything you want to get off your chest this week? Um, I just want to talk to the universe real quick,
1: to Mother Nature, whoever's in charge of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm here for the warmness, you know, it's nice, it's hot, it's cute. Can we have a little breeze? Not too much. I don't want it to be like, ooh, everybody about to get sick type of breeze. Just like a nice coolness in the air.
0: But don't make it cold. Okay, well, I really hate to be the bearer of bad news, um, but you live in Illinois now. You grew up in a tropical place, which is Virginia, Mm -hmm. which is the beach life, like literally, but... Welcome to the Midwest, baby. This is your new normal. And Literally. it's time to accept it. We had this conversation before we moved here. What Midwest weather life is. And you don't really get it until you in it. There's nothing that you can do to understand that you. it's four seasons in one week. And yeah. the weather's never going to be how you desire. It's never going to be good for your hair or your skin or... It's just crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: And this is where we are now with it. <laughs> so I'm going to help you and support you in finding acceptance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there will be no breezes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can cool you off with my love. <laughs> That's it. Uh. Okay. Well... <laughs> In typical Shaquayla fashion, of course, I'm going to get something off my chest. Okay. off
1: your chest.
0: Um, this week you sent me a report about Shein. Mm-hmm. And they basically said scientists found a jacket from a toddler purchased from Shein. And it contained almost 20 times the amount of lead that Health Canada says is unsafe for children multiple items basically of what they were saying was toxic levels and things and what they blaming it in is fast fashion
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um i've talked about this slightly before on the podcast about how clothes have all different vibrations and the fabrics and the materials and things and it's like actually very deep and spiritual more than just clothes Mm -hmm. um more than just consumption more than just product But when these reports and stuff be going out about fast fashion, like we have to think about where the sources is coming from and this information and things. And like, not to say that these aren't true reports, but Sheen is not the only fast fashion retailer. Everything we consume is fast fashion at this point. Every time Mm -hmm. you go to Target, every time you go to Walmart, unless you are like directly buying from somebody that made something you are participating in fast fashion like that's on period and so they want you to think that oh if you spend more money on these quality items they're going to be safer for your family and things like that but like you just can only make the best decisions you have with what you have available to you and also just be mindful of like the information that we're taking in and the sources and if they are credible or not and what's the impact of what they trying to do, which, in my opinion, is just to make sure they get their money back. These yeah. corporations is not happy that people are spending hundreds and thousands of dollars at Sheen instead of just going to Target. Yeah, You know, life has changed for Americans a lot over time where it was like, we used to have to go to the store to buy clothes. We don't have to do that no more. Like Stuff is so crazy, accessible and everything. And with that, it's a lot of irresponsible stuff that happened because now people just want to have money. And fast fashion is just a product of that. So, like,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I don't want y'all to be letting people be scaring you on the internet and shit. Like, do your research. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. Well, are you ready to get to the affirmation of the week? Let's do this. This week's affirmation is, all progress is good progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this very inspired affirmation of the week from my new friend Chris that I met at Broman Hospital and he was one of many people who touched my life in his last few weeks. So shout out to you Chris. Um, and shout out to this affirmation of the week because we are always growing and changing and evolving. And so don't ever get too hard on yourself during moments of difficulty because you're still making progress, baby. That's a fact. An inch is an inch. <laughs> <laughs> a win is a win. A win is a win. Period. Alexa, like to play a uh, changing bar.
1: Jennifer
0: Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but referral. real. I might sing that today. Not right now, but... Yeah, not right now, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to feel good. Um, well, what are we talking about this week, baby? What is the main topic? What's the vibes?
1: Today we're talking about... <clears throat> I don't know how to say this.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are we talking about today baby
0: huh? listen this week we're discussing walking in somebody else's shoes and so me and Cherry thought it would be super fun to just like open up season 6 with like a game night like just do something fun play cards against humanity and we would to like swap roles like Answer the questions how each other would be answering the questions when we were playing cards against humanity. But also just have like a little light conversation about, you know, relationships and Mm -hmm. how we can get so easily consumed in our own lives that we forget to have grace for other people and what they might be going through on a daily basis something that i do so easily and then also because i'm such a like closed off person that i forget that people might be worried about me or like even they might think my life is going way better than they than it really is because i'm not being open enough to say like girl i actually am down bad this week or like we're not obligated to share with people when we going through our hard moments or anything and I think people forget that like because we have so much access to each other online Mm -hmm. but like nobody's obligated to tell you like the reason I haven't called you in three months is because my car got repoed and I'm going through shit like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and people be facing real life situations especially now like Times are hard for a lot, a lot of people in America right now. Yeah, and a lot of families are facing extreme difficulties that has been challenging emotionally, financially, uh, spiritually, like in every way. We're being hit from every end, and don't let you be black. Don't let you be part of a marginalized group. Like yeah. So we just wanted to take this time in this episode to not only like celebrate each other and who we are and our unique differences but like you know to honor the spaces between the moments of connection that we have with each other like when we don't have the energy to give or to say like I'm not doing good or I can't show up my best self in this relationship and honestly me realizing coming out of this like dark period for like three four months I didn't even realize that I didn't have it, even though I was feeling it every day that I didn't have it. It was like I was still trying and putting my effort and stuff, and I was still making agreements with myself and with other people, but I didn't have the capacity to fulfill those things. Mm-hmm. And like now, right now, that I could feel like I could actually breathe, I'm starting to become aware like how much I was losing in my relationships during this whole time and stuff. And it wasn't intentional. I just didn't have it. Yeah. And nobody really knows the ins and outs of that, really, besides me and Cherry, because we together live in life every day. Just like in your life at home, you know, nobody really knows what you're going through. So as you hold space for yourself, we encourage you also to like hold space for other people that you care for. And always just send them like so much love and compassion, whether they're doing good. Or whether they're facing hard times or whether they're celebrating something or what, you know? Yeah. Because we always say what we would do with somebody else, but we don't know what it's like to walk in nobody's shoes but our own. For real. That's I couldn't best. be Cherry. Like, who Cherry is in my life, I couldn't be her. Like, the way she show up in my life, I can't do that. That's why, like, she's her and I'm me. And the way that I show up for Cherry in her life is totally different. Like, I could not be you every single day. I'm having a hard enough time being me.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> a baddie's gonna do what a baddie's gonna do,
0: you know? I feel you, girl. So, um, you wanna play cards against Manny? Let's do this. Hey, I don't, we played this before on our show what am Wait, i doing what are you doing girl acting like <laughs> i ain't never played before acting like a noob you about to create a new game <laughs> so essentially what's the rules of the game what do we do we get 10 cards each mm-hmm. get your cards and don't be trying to cheat neither what you mean i don't cheat i'm officially in character forget that you see all this outfit that i'm wearing and now i'm officially cherry <laughs> Oh,
1: wow, that's crazy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's like. <laughs> I'm going to just wait till you die. You
0: die. <clears throat> All right. And then one of us going to go first. You can go first. Thank you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard time getting character. I ain't going to lie. Okay. <laughs> per- premiering tonight, NBC's new heartfelt family drama, This Is Blank. I'm trying to answer like Cherry, but I had way better answers.
1: (laughs) Wow, so I'm
0: lame? That's crazy. We just would answer differently. See, I can't even be you for five minutes. This is funny as fuck already. Okay. I'm trying
1: to. Like, just think of stuff to say. I feel like you would be talking this whole
0: time. And that's why I'm trying to be quiet. But it's hard being me. I can't just be quiet. <laughs> you have to do something. You have to take control of the conversation if you're going to be me. Ooh, child. This is stressful. <laughs> See how hard it is to be somebody else. Um, ah. This is also like an exercise of self-control. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I'm learning professionally. Is learning how to... Um, well, first of all, manipulate my energy and be present of what's actually happened versus what's in my feelings. And so, this is a funny exercise to me. You see how
1: easy it was for you to just fall into that conversation? Mm.
0: This ain't gonna work. Okay. (laughs) Premiering tonight, NBC's new heartfelt family drama. This is seeing what happens when you lock people in a room with hungry seagulls. (laughs) Toxic masculinity. <laughs> That's definitely an answer I would affect. But um even though all the shows are like that. I mean, this is America <laughs> and we are living under the patriarchy, so you always this be giving seems- me freebies, so I would I So I'ma give it I'ma let you have this one. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the first time I win. <laughs> shut up <laughs> okay so we put the cards back in though right or no yeah we haven't played in a while I'm that's why I'm like feeling lost in the sauce lost in the sauce dead wrong and then and you I pick up one more card wrong. each time
1: again. Come on. sorry <clears throat> okay why are you apologizing baby cause I was being me and not being you <laughs> <laughs> Singing okay. I'm Tony Robbins, and over the next 60 minutes, I'm going to teach you how to harness the power of blank. <laughs> yeah, that's something I was saying, that's something you said. Okay. <clears throat> I'm Tony Robbins, and over the next 60 minutes, I'm going to teach you how to harness the power of getting come down. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm going to teach you to harness the power of getting really high. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely
0: my answer. That is so funny. A lot of people don't really know Cherry for real. Like, I feel like this season you're really going to be opening up more of yourself, but she's a really sexual person and not like necessarily always like in a freaky deaky way, but you just have just a natural, like sexual nature to you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny. And obviously I'm a 420 princess, so
1: I'm just going to take this because clearly, clearly,
0: Well, if you excuse me, gentlemen, I have a date with blank. Oh, I can't resist this. It's so hard not to answer like me. My cards are so good.
1: I feel like he would say that too.
0: <coughs> well, excuse me, gentlemen, I have a date with our dildo. <laughs> I probably wouldn't say that. Ugh. Well, excuse me, gentlemen, I have a date with Batman. <HYUN> Batman. Sherry loves Batman, and he's probably my least favorite superhero. Fun fact. Which is wild. Who is your favorite superhero? Um, I wouldn't need time to think about that, honestly. Somebody lame? Maybe you. I mean, well, we've, if you want to go back to the episode where we was talking about superheroes, then you will know why Batman is my least favorite. But we'll have to get into that today. hmm Well, I don't think I picked the card up either. I have no
1: idea what to say. How do you do this? What do you mean? Like, I'm trying to think of something to just start talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Ooh. Oh, wait. You won that one. Oh, I did. Okay. What's the best metaphor for our political system?
0: I just had to answer honestly this time. Okay. What's the best
1: metaphor for our political system? Crumbs all over the goddamn carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Because somebody's got to clean this up, but
0: you can never truly clean it up. Exactly. It's like you think the crumbs is gone and then three weeks later you find one and it's like, we haven't ate Ritz in a while.
1: (laughs) Ritz. What's the best metaphor for our political system? Passive aggressive post it notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Okay.
1: Who wins? Um, Audience, what do you think?
0: <laughs> Obviously, the crumbs all over the carpet. Don't play with me. Wow. You know damn well. That was a great analogy. All right. I'm sorry, Professor, but I couldn't complete my homework because of blank. You put the voice on and everything. I'm going to just have to start answering as me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh. I'm sorry, professor, but I couldn't complete my homework because of Nazis. I don't have a lot of options here. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, professor, but I couldn't complete my homework because however much weed $20 can buy. <laughs> that was the story of my life and ultimately my demise.
1: <laughs> What's your demise? Look at where
0: you are now. Yeah. You know, honestly... um, I had to come to acceptance with my journey of deciding to discontinue school, even though I high key, didn't decide. I talked about that before. I was just like, um, I fl- basically flunked out of school because I decided to stop putting effort. And it really wasn't a decision consciously. I just, my mental health was so bad that I didn't have the energy to get to school to study. And I literally went from being a straight eight on the Dean's list. Like I'm, I could have had a different life is what I'm saying, but Mm -hmm. it was not in alignment for me. It wasn't uh, something that was balanced for me. And ultimately I had decided I wanted to go to school for psychology because I felt the absence in myself. Like Mm -hmm. what I was doing right now as an intuitive healer wasn't offering enough to my community community that I needed to get a degree. And now um, I don't feel that way anymore. Now I feel Uh, validated in who I am and also my knowledge and my experience and I don't think I need a degree I don't need to become a therapist I'm already a healer and so girl fuck school and fuck that degree and um period Period. (laughs) but that don't take away the fact that um I was definitely uh using Cannabis as an unhealthy coping mechanism, which is another conversation for another day. <laughs> well, if you're ready, we can move into mental health matters. I really enjoy playing a game, which it's been a while since we had like a game night. I was hoping, yeah. like, when we go to go over to Davis and Christine today, maybe we could play a game or something that'd be fun with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to, um, Share Mother's Day with you and Christine today. Like this is both of y'all first official like Mother's Day for real. Mm-hmm. And you guys are both so amazing. Like I couldn't be the mom that I am without like Cherry and Christine. Like the fact that my kids have like three whole moms, like that is such a blessing to my life.
1: Yeah, I'm so
0: so happy to have y'all doing this, girl. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, for mental health matters, like, we kind of already really just said what we wanted to say about it. But, like, just not allowing comparison to steal your joy or getting caught up on things that you might see on social media or whatever. Like, um, I realize that people don't really see me like how my life is happening in real time. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I didn't realize it, but I guess, yeah, it's true, you know? And if people don't listen to the podcast, even... We be talking about deep stuff, but it don't be, like, what's going on in our current everyday life and stuff. So, like, people would be yeah. looking at us and they be thinking, like, oh, they traveling or, like, they've been working on the podcast or it's growing and stuff. But nobody sees, like, behind the scenes what's going on in real life, you know what I mean? We be fighting for naps. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> It's, it's way bigger and deeper than just, oh, I'm tired or exhausted mm. for the day. Like, me and Cherry have been through some stuff this last year. And one day, we'll tell you all about it when we get in the track. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, somebody could look at us online and think that we got to, like, life is so easy or whatever, but they don't know that I just almost died. You yeah. know? Like, and that's real.
1: Yeah.
0: So... And just, like, don't let comparison steal your joy or whatever or what or what you assume or, you know, what you're projecting on other people based off of what you think is going, going on or happening on their life based off of what you're seeing online. Like, you missing all your moments by not being present where you at, baby. Just worry about your damn self.
1: Yeah. And not even from what you see online. Just people make assumptions when they just don't know you like that anyways. Like... I remember a long time ago having a conversation with somebody that didn't really know me at all, and we had a conversation, and they were like, I don't really see, like, why you would have anything to stress about, Mm -hmm. and it was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like right after, maybe not right after, but not too long after
0: my whole essay. Uh, situation yeah mm-hmm. and it was like it's just so invalidating because you really don't know what p- experiences people having in life and even if it's something that's not that deep to you you don't know how it's impacting another person like i've experienced some really traumatic shit so some stuff really don't phase me but somebody mm-hmm. who hasn't incurred a lot of trauma they'd be crying every other day of the week at a stoplight somewhere. Like, who am I to invalidate their experience just because they're not going through something as serious as homelessness or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe they really had a rough fucking day. Yeah. Even if it was just, my kids got on my nerves at the end of the day. Like, we can't valid- invalidate other people else experiences just so we can feel a little bit more... You know safe and comfortable in whatever hardships that we have in like yeah it ain't always got to be the worst of the worst thing just to spread a little compassion and grace to the next person like bruh it's not that hard like yeah i didn't realize i was making it look easy i didn't because it's so hard life is so hard to me like i've been struggling i didn't realize that people was perceiving like My life was going good. I mean But in that not that my life is going terribly, terribly bad, even though it has, but I'm just saying like Yeah. That's crazy to me that somebody was literally perceiving me like You sitting on top of the world like Brandy. Yes. And I'm like, Baby, if you only knew and so yeah. Mind your goddamn <laughs> business. If any time you start to feel like too frustrated with life, you probably is focusing a little bit too much on other people than yourself. Because As soon as you start worrying about what other people got going on, it's taking away energy that you need to be directing right back to you. Mm. Um, how about we move into forest bias? Like, would you like to lead the conversation?
1: <clears throat> so. For us, by us. Quinta Brunson is participating in the writer's strike um, in support of the WGA, demanding fair compensation for writers. I was actually listening to a podcast, and they mentioned some writers get paid like a dollar a word.
0: It's honestly hard in the journalism field. People think it's such a luxurious career, but it's one of those things where it's like you're eating off your work. If you are creative in any sense, no matter what your artistic ability is, then you know that it's like, say like me when I was doing lashes or whatever, like every client that I took was my money. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, this is the value that I'm bringing. So like somebody that's a writer, what they have to offer thats all they selling is what they have to offer as they were. So each thing is another bill that they got to pay or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we think it's such a glamorous career. Oh, they doing what they love and they, but there's a lot of stuff that's just not fair. Because when you think about like an actual show production, the actors get paid so much and then the actual producers get paid so much in the networks but then where does that trickle down to the people that is really is putting that hard blood work sweat and tears and really creating all of these conversations and stuff that we able to watch and play out on tv and in movies and um equality in the workplace is so important for everybody and who will we be as Americans without TV? You know what I'm saying? Without mm-hmm. movies, without the writers and the people that are sharing our stories for real. And so I feel like it's super important to discuss this and bring this up. And like, you know, for us, for writers to have equity, like for real. And so shout out to uh, all of the people that are on strike right now. And, um, you know, pushing for fair work standards and, and pay equality and just, Equitable practices And people having the stuff that they need Like nobody Everybody I feel like should be able to do their job Or do whatever they love And have enough to sustain their family Mm -hmm. You know what I mean And so yeah, Shout out to um, Quinta Brunson Cause I seen her talking about it Like on Twitter and stuff like that And everybody from her show From Abbott Elementary is on strike as well And so um, As much as we get to enjoy it Being viewers we also want to, like, you know, make sure that we pushing out those messages, too. Because without them, we wouldn't be able to enjoy it. We wouldn't have no discourse. Yeah. <laughs> it's no kinda, shows to talk about. It's crazy, like, when you really
1: see in real time all the shows and stuff being affected. Mm-hmm. It kind of doesn't make sense for writers to not get paid more. Like... They literally make all of
0: this. It literally starts with them, their ideas and their thoughts, and them putting it together and everything. And so much work that goes into it. Like we know because we creators, but people who don't think about that at all, they don't realize like all of the value that goes into it and how much it really is worth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's crazy um and you know i'm saying if you want more information you can always google it the shows that are being impacted right now and there's a lot of shows that are on strike right now so we could be looking at a whole fall lineup of shows that we would normally be getting that we're not i don't know what that's gonna look like for streaming platforms as well so yeah that's interesting to see and we'll keep you all updated you know what i'm saying um, also in Forest Bias this week, we wanted to highlight Chef Chantel Jackson and her foundation that is called S'more Diversity Family Camp. It's a traveling camp for BIPOC families promoting diversity and wellness. So Chef Chantel, she, um, I found her on TikTok and what she did has really inspired me. First of all, y'all know I'm, like a, I'm a nature girl. I love earth. I love outdoors, I feel like. Nature is a part of our spiritual balance that we all need to be in tune with. And so um, a lot of people of color and black families, they never get to experience something like camp. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she she was working at a camp as a chef and she looked around and there was no black and brown kids. And so she felt the need to create a resource, and that's what she did. Within her first year, she raised twenty-five thousand dollars and began bringing um, children of color, people, BIPOC families, into um, camp. And then, so now she has this whole resource. We're gonna leave the links in the description box if you guys wanna donate.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then, of course, it's a th- something that she's building on. So she want to be able to travel to multiple states. And right now, she's just basically hosting them like a weekend at a time in different places. But like, shout out to you, Chef Chantel. You're doing the work. Like, you're making a difference in our community. Reaching families. Creating new experiences for black families to have. And like, we we really value that. Yeah. Um. Power to the peeps. Power. Yes, we love to see it. The last thing we wanted to discuss this week for For Us Bias um, was super cool to me and exciting to see. The FDA moved to risk-based assessment for all blood donors removing decades-old policies deferring gay and bi men from dating donating blood. Um, it's a whole nother conversation that we don't have the time or energy to get into today about systemic racism Mm -hmm. and around HIV and AIDS and even um, the homophobia around HIV and AIDS as well. And the lack of education and people don't even understanding the disease, where it comes from and all of these things that really boil down to lack of um, education for sexual health and knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But for, You know, countless years, men have been made to seem like gay men specifically, like they are the root cause of of HIV and AIDS and stuff. And then there was policies actually put in place where they can't donate blood and stuff. And that, in fact, impacts our communities as well, too, from discrimination and then just us not having those resources, like the amount of people that could have been getting blood or their life could have got saved and stuff like that. And so, um, shout out to the FDA for becoming more educated more inclusive and growing as an institution for this specific issue. <laughs> <laughs> this only. Yeah. Well, with that, we can go ahead and move into the breaks. Um, I know you was going to sing a song for us today.
1: Every time you say the breaks, I just think about, these are the breaks. But, you know, <laughs> copyright and <or> not.
0: <laughs> Girl. <laughs> um, this week, well, I, this has been on my heart for a few weeks or whatever, but, you know, with time and everything, I really wanted to kind of talk about the Met Gala, like, You know, I'm a fashion girly. We are fashion girlies. We enjoy going and looking at the outfits and everything. But I feel like this year it was a lot of conversation around colorism at the Met Gala because Mm -hmm. we're starting to see more women of color being invited. Mm -hmm. Um, And then last year alone, it just was a huge trend where it was like more like influencer type people were being invited and things and so people were starting to see themselves at the Met Gala and not just like a famous person or whatever. And yeah. then also just as black women being like, okay, now we're finally invited into these fashion spaces and stuff like that. And so it was, it's been a huge deal.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But there has been a lot of complaints because of who's getting invited to the Met and it's like, Okay, well, why do they get the exclusive invite to the Met Gala? You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody was complaining last year when Billie Eilish got invited. And I'm not trying to be funny, but, like, I've never looked at her and was like, I want to know what she's wearing. Like, Mm -hmm. it never gave fashion inspo. But I don't see no bitches on the internet complaining about that. And... I was really pissed off to get on the internet and see niggas talking about my girl, I Spice. I'm not going to lie. When you hit me with it, I was Mm -hmm. disappointed. But it wasn't... For me, it had nothing to do
1: with... I guess the colorism aspect. I I don't care about that. In this instance. For me, it was just... She didn't have fashion influence to me. So I was more like... That was where I was coming from with it. Like She's not known for her fashion. Well, actually, the more I think about it, she is. But also, I didn't think about how this is also like... Her being pushed because somebody had to buy that ticket for her. I
0: don't think that she would spend that much to be there. No, most people don't don't spend the money to ticket. They're invited by a fashion house, and so you're hosted there. Mm-hmm. They're inviting you because your influence on the fashion industry is bringing some type of um, culture to their brand, mm-hmm. and so. I don't remember who Ice Spice was invited by. I can't remember cuz it wasn't important to me. Mm-hmm. I just really be there to see the looks. Yeah. But um I had several layers of issues. Mm-hmm. The first one I not I'm not even touching colorism yet. The first was the fact that niggas just don't want to give her her flowers and I totally get it as a black woman when you see so many black girls that are shining and doing a thing and stuff. And you want to be like, well, this is my favorite girl at the moment or whatever. Like mm-hmm. when Meg the stallion came out, like all I wanted to do was see Meg win, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like, imagine if another girl came out on top of Meg and it would seem like she was like getting more famous or more props and stuff. And that doesn't take anything away from Meg mm-hmm. to celebrate like another girl. Yeah. And so, that's where it was coming from with me, like, just on a women empowerment stance or whatever. Like, I genuinely like Ice Spice. I like her music. I think she's hella influential. Mm-hmm. She's got the girls in a chokehold. Like... She does. She, she was getting rented out by Kim K to just come hang out with her daughter for afternoon, okay? Like, she's that girl. And she deserves her flowers Regardless of if you like her music or don't, if you think it's actually impactful or meaningful, she has an influence on the culture. When she came out, you thought I was feeling you <laughs> like niggas are still saying you thought I was feeling you. Yeah, it's been more than a year. She deserved to be at the Met Gala based on her influence alone, mm-hmm. not to music, not to fashion, just to the industry of pop culture. And that is the Met Gala. And so I felt like she deserved to be there for that. And I felt like it was very selfish of other women of color to say like she's there because she light skin. And we're not going to say that light skin privilege or colorism doesn't play a part in Women who are light skinned getting certain advantages and opportunities, but I'm saying in this specific occasion, that mm-hmm. is not the case.
1: I feel like that's a weird first thought, like for somebody in that situation.
0: But people were saying it all online like she only got invited because she was light skinned, or like she only getting these opportunities because she light skinned, or everybody only fucking with Ice Spikes because she was light skinned, but like that might have been a key contributing factor to when she first started rising to fame, but I feel like it was more the branding with the hair and the emoticons and stuff, like, she just came out on the scene hot, like people was fucking with her and rather, she was like, her being light-skinned, don't take away from that, like, we could, we should be able to celebrate and empower her, like, that pissed me off, like, it's 111 hey, Um, Um, I
1: actually never even I never even thought about her being light skinned for any of it cause that's not to me that's not what got her famous yeah that's not what got her famous but like it would be different if she was if she had less talent and like was boring (laughs) then it could be like oh she's just here because she's light-skinned yeah
0: because it's other girls like we've had conversations before like I talked about it before on my um YouTube channel my feelings about like Mariah the Scientist and stuff like you know I'm saying there's conversations there's spaces for us to hold those conversations Mm -hmm. and um hold everybody accountable as far as colorism and also hold hold light-skinned women accountable as well but Mm -hmm. not every time every day Like, these is our sisters, too. I grew up in a unique situation where, like, me, my sister, and my brother, we all different shades of brown. Like, my sister is high yellow. Like, she is the same color as my kids. Okay? She lighter than Max and Eva. And I'm brown, and my brother is very dark-skinned. And so, I was able to... And participate in all of our Experiences together mm-hmm. The different treatments that we got Like I'm very aware of Like what it means for me to be a brown girl But also my sister to be a light skinned girl I had my own issues that I had To overcome with Wishing that I was lighter To be more the way people was Perceiving or seeing my sister a certain way Like but My sister being light skinned Don't take away nothing away from her blackness Or anything or I've never looked at her and felt like she was getting certain opportunities because she was light-skinned because she's just not that type of bitch anyways. But mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Some people, their own experience, it shades their view or perception or compassion that they be having for other black women because of what even individually happened to them, like as a dark-skinned woman. Like, we, you can't hold one person accountable For all of the hate and mistreatment that you got because America's racist. Like, Mm. we have to stick together with each other. Like, we have to celebrate each other. And so, yeah. I really just wanted to take the time to say that. Uh, Me and Sherry had listened to the latest... Well, I don't know how recent this is. The episode that Amanda Seals did on her podcast with um, Demona from Don't Call Me White Girl. Mm -hmm. And they had a pretty Genuine conversation so I recommend Checking that out as you know Two light skinned women holding space To To say things that need To be said but Mm -hmm. not be um, Dismissive or Invalidating of a light skinned woman Experience but at the same time just Being true to what colorism really Is and Mm like I recommend Y'all go checking that episode out
1: Yeah it's a really good episode Yeah Small doses
0: um at the end of the day i just want to say that all of our experiences as women of color matter and so as we create these conversations of inclusion and we express ourselves like let's save space for all of us like all of our stories matter you know what i mean like yeah yeah um Also in the breaks, more on Ice Spice. Because, like, I'm just going to give her everything Mm -hmm. today. Like, for real. Um, Independent artists are winning, okay? I was listening to a Mindful BS episode a week or two ago. And they were saying something about Burnt Fias. Mm -hmm. um, And how he got his master's and everything. And more artists are really smart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was, like, looking up some of the most... um, I guess I don't wanna say like riches, but the most successful independent artist, like the number one successful independent artist is Tech Nine. Do hmm. you know Tech Nine? Mm-hmm. And um That's crazy. He he got his career out of the mud and he's never been funded by anybody else, and he's like literally the most successful independent artist. And it was so interesting to look down the list and see who was all on there and I was actually surprised, like, oh, these niggas getting money. Yeah. Um and that you know how I feel about business and stuff and us having our own ownership, like it's so important. Um, but so apparently I Spice and her management recently came out to say that she owns her masters, her publishing, and she has full creative control um amid her partnership, which is a 10 K partnership with Capital Records. Okay. All that that's all she got from them was 10K. All the money that she has been getting and like her deals and everything like her her and her team curated that like that's fire i'm just so glad that people are starting to see their individual worth and value and like that we have the power within ourselves you know what i'm saying and like you don't need to get a deal to get a one like all you need is your talent and to believe in yourself and you just gotta connect with the right people, like. Yeah. So baby, do you have anything for the music of the week? Um
1: well I can't stop playing Red Ruby the sleeves. It's been my Uh-oh. jam. It's been on repeat. Uh oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love a good callback. Yeah. What's really getting you off about it?
1: it's the beat change it really gets me every time like we're all cool we're chilling we're ha ha having a good time and then it slows down and it
0: gets you know
1: i'm saying i can do a wine you know
0: it really gets me going it's a vibe i'm so glad that you're here with me in this space i really enjoyed this morning you just playing your music and we just like vibing and getting ready and like I was like, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was just living like, yes. I was feeling good that you was feeling good. It was a party. Yeah. This week, um, the song that really been getting me off is Mm -hmm. Tomorrow 2 by... uh, Glorilla? Glorilla. Big Glow. She said she don't fuck with me, but I said she can't fuck with me. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) y'all. Rap music, you know, like, that'd be my shit or whatever when they really be getting in their bag. And sometimes it seemed like they're saying something that's surface level because you're not really connecting with the content of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But, like, Glorilla actually be spitting some shit, though. It seemed like she not really saying much because her beats is catchy and, mm-hmm. like, but the song, she actually really saying, like... Today cool, but I always got tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually a fucking inspiring song. It really is. <laughs> and I really been fucking with that song this week. And that's why I love tomorrow, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got tomorrow
1: to be even better. Have a better experience. No matter
0: what happened today. Period. And I love that. So, that's like... um My girl B say, always try again next week, girl. Okay. The other song, well, it's not a song or album. I just started listening to a few days ago. I'm on this self-love journey, y'all. And (laughs) I'm learning how to love and accept my body and myself in a lot of complex ways. And so I really be needing music sometimes to like get me into that, you know, space. And when i first well not my first spiritual awakening but maybe like my second and a half Mm -hmm. (laughs) i had connected with this artist landrell and um he's a high vibrational music artist but it's not like religious or whatever it's Mm -hmm. but it is spiritual music and he do like meditation songs and like all kind of shit like he actually inspired me to start doing meditating like that's how i started doing my meditations it was from listening to his guided meditations and then i started hosting my own classes so uh last year he dropped an album called self heal and i really been getting into that that's really been nurturing for my spirit these last few days Mm -hmm. so yeah that's my music of the week yeah but what are you making time for this week though Um.
1: Huh. Last week I was so ready to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make time for not getting up as soon as I wake up.
0: Mm.
1: Like trying to force myself to Be productive as soon as I open my eyes or just feeling like I shouldn't be laying there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. This week, I'm going to make time for balance, just creating balance in my life. Um, One of my favorite content creators, her name is Time to Infamous on YouTube. Mm -hmm. She dropped a video this week and she basically was saying how she was learning to have better balance and better boundaries with work and stuff. And so in order for me to continue to be on this high vibration than I am now, I really need to hold myself accountable and um, have balance and a daily practice in the little things. So mm-hmm. that in the bigger picture, my life is, you know, don't get back to a place where my mental health starts to impact my physical health. And then we right back at square one. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I make time for this week is balance. I like that. Well, without further ado, I've got got time. time.